Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PHNX Suns post game show because the Suns finally they snap that losing streak. They get back in the win column and they take down the Pistons 120 to 106. How y'all feeling? Good. That was a good win. Any anytime you get some Sunday afternoon sacks, I feel good. Psycho blue, baby. Vikings and Suns. I feel great. (laughs) All right, here we go. Hot minute recap, Espo. On your mark, get set, go. All right, first quarter wasn't as great as you'd hoped. They didn't get off to as fast of a start as you wanted. But the one bright spot was Frank Vogel got a technical foul, baby. Kevin Durant got fouled. They didn't call it. Frank got uh, angry. And on the next play, Katie got a foul call on a three. And it helped the Suns to a free throw advantage tonight in a big way. They got 29 free throws overall. Suns led by one after the first. Second quarter, uh, Utah hit a three, played pretty well in that quarter. But this was about Kevin Durant. It was weird. In this quarter, the momentum kind of shifted in the Suns' favor when he sat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a 58-49 lead at halftime, but then KD took charge in the third quarter, had 18 points on 6 of 8 shooting, and wound up <laughs> taking a 92-80 lead, and he closed it out in that fourth quarter, kicking some ass. He got to 41 points for a 120-106 Suns win. Great job, Espo. Landed just, that plane. You I did. Yeah. You pointed at yeah. 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 I was about to call it. that hey, bad boy quick. If you, if you didn't point, I don't know if he would have got through it. That, that was, was quite the assist. It would have been about you, a minute dog. and a half. That was solid, Espo. <laughs> Let's start off by looking at some numbers here and seeing what's inside the box. What's in the fucking box? <laughs> Why is that always so well, rough for us? Yeah, I don't know. Our producers are what they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got Jacob back there. <laughs> nice. uh, Fugle, surprisingly, very close tonight. 43 of 86 for the Suns, 43 of 87 uh, for the Pistons, but it all came down to the three-point shooting and free throws. Uh, 8 of 21 for the Suns, 8 of 23 for the Pistons. Uh <laughs> Come down. No, but early on, it's the same no, but early on, the sun shot better from three. No. Early on, the sun shot better than the Pistons from three. And then the free throw shooting, the discrepancy there, which isn't on the graphic, but that's all right. 26 of 29 for the Suns, 12 of 14 for the Pistons, which was a big reason for it. And the Suns dominated on the glass, 43 to 33. And that's how you get a 120-106 victory for your Phoenix Suns. I was just, I'm just laughing because he was like, "That's where like, <laughs> that's like three point shooting yeah, free throws." They got same point. They both hit eight. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm with er, you, early I'm on, it was, it was part of it. So. It's fine. It's I, fine. I, free throws were the difference. There, there you I go. think the glass was the difference. You know, plus ten on the glass. That's a physical Detroit team. I would not have guessed that that they re- out rebound the Pistons forty three to thirty three. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that they won all the hustle. Points uh, in in this game, whether it was blocks, steals, points off turnovers, turnovers, a complete game. The Suns outscored the Pistons in every quarter. Um, this this is how you win a basketball game from from beginning to end. I think the only thirty point quarter was thirty uh, one point quarter for the Pistons in the third. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so you start to see the defense lock in, and then obviously uh, when you get EG and Grayson. 
uh, contributing the way they did today, they look more like what they're supposed to look like. But I'm one last thing. Not going to overreact. It's just a game against the Pistons, just like I'm not going to overreact to a loss to the Spurs. They did what they're supposed to do. Let's move on. That's that's my thing. Well, like we said, well, like I said in the in the pregame, I talked about the mindset needing to shift a little bit when it comes to your role players. Instead of them feeling like role players, they yeah. need to step up and be that viable number two and three option. And early on, especially yeah. in the first half, you saw that from Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. They really took control, um, helped out KD, hit some buckets um, when uh, when it mattered. And uh, yes, Triple B. I did just miss my parlay. You did, but it was, was tough. Listen, as long as the Suns got a win today, so, I don't want to. We were all going to be <laughs> super happy. And this one, this one specifically felt good too for a couple of different reasons. Um, to your point, Saul, you had some of the role players who stepped up in really big ways, but it felt like for almost every single one of them, you could find a point within the game where it was mm-hmm. like, okay, that clicked. That's a lot more confidence than we've seen from them overall. And I understand it's just against the Pistons, but I'll take a win where I can take a win at this point in time, dealing with all the things that we've been dealing with as Suns fans. Like this game just kind of felt like the confidence level of each individual guy went up a couple notches. They all sort of felt more comfortable with what they're being asked to do at this point without Devin and Bradley Beal out there. And we're in this kind of limbo stage, right? We know that Bradley Beal... Is hoping to return on Wednesday. We're we're hopeful that yeah. that will come to fruition. We don't really have a complete update on a on an exact timeline with book right now, so it might be a little bit more time before we get both of those guys back. So they're all still going to be asked to do more than what they were supposed to be doing. Well, and yeah. what I liked from Grayson and Eric Gordon were they were aggressive. It wasn't just settling for three-pointers. They were getting to the basket. Yes. I mean, Grayson only goes one for three from deep, goes six of 12 overall, though. I mean, that that was a guy that understood, okay, I'm not hitting these shots, but I can still be impactful if I get to the bucket like that. So I really I really liked that, and they did it early, too, yeah. which well, set the tone. And especially as a secondary facilitator, you know, I, I really thought Grayson and, and Eric, m- more Grayson because Eric, when he goes downhill, he kind of, he yeah. doesn't really look to pass. He he looks to yeah. score. Whereas Grayson, he, when he goes downhill, he's kind of 50-50. He can pass it out to the open shooter or he can take the, the floater himself. So I thought it was a nice dis- distribution. And as Lindsay said, you know, like e- each player at a key point had had a moment. You know, Yuta was very hesitant from three, even yeah. in the first half. Then we get to the second half. He's like, you know what? That's not my game. I need to just yeah. let it fly. Yeah. He hits that first one. And then what happens subsequently? After that, he pump fakes, gets to the rim, hits a nice little floater. Um, and he kind of got going, too. And I thought his defense was fantastic, Especially too. Especially in the fourth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, th- I thought Yuta, you know, everybody kind of talked about Yuta's defense being underrated. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we've seen that for the most part in every single one of these games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He looked more comfortable today. It was, you know what I liked about Eric Gordon and Grayson today is that in previous games, it looked like they were trying to play inside out. Yeah. As opposed to outside in, and today they just got right to it. If if you start, they're shooters. If you start to hit some shots, the paint's gonna open up for you. In the last game, it felt like he was playing bully ball, Eric Gordon. He was trying yeah. to get to the paint, trying to draw contact, trying to be physical. And then you see, once you start coming out, then even you don't have to make them. Just taking them, it looked so much smoother. They were getting to the basket at ease, and uh, it, it worked out. And yeah, Utah's defense was terrific. I thought Goodwin's defense was very good all night too. Yeah. I, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just—I joked about the the technical foul from uh, from Vogel in that one-minute drill, but I actually think that did help set the tone. Ironically enough, against Monty Williams, who would never do that shit. Yeah. Except for his he team. did. He, well, yes, he later no on choice. in that game, but he. It, but I felt Still. like there were yeah, so many right. times early in games where the Suns were in that same situation. We didn't see it. Vogel got livid when KD wasn't getting the bucket or getting the fouls early on. And then he winds up getting 12. They wind up getting 29 overall. The Pistons only get 14 free throws. And literally the point differential is the 14 point difference in free throws made. So I give a lot of credit to him on, on that point and getting in the ref's head about that early on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. All right. So we said we have a couple super chats here. Big Vernon sent us one. Thank you. Said, Year 17, by the way, with a little smirk emoji <laughs> face. 
Uh, yeah, shout out to KD, he 40 got, piece tonight. He, he got one point it. for every year he's been on this earth, 41. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Psycho Blue <laughs> sent us one and said, Nurk the Jerk might have shoes of cement, but he has such wonderful hands and court vision. He just needs to figure out the second unit schemes. <sighs> he had seven assists tonight. He might have had seven assists, but it was not It was not great basketball to watch. Yeah. Eubanks was far more effective tonight than yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was. He put more pressure on yeah. the rim. And, mean, and, and like the other night, Nurk had nine rebounds. Like you're going to see, it, it doesn't look good. But then when you look at it, you're like, oh. But, but I feel the same way tonight. Seven assists, it looks good on paper. But it, I didn't really feel that impact in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like stats can be superficial in that yep, regard. Yeah, Where, you know, like that's why you, when, when some fans, when they – they talk about a game, but they didn't watch the game, but they see the stats. They're like, yeah. KD had 35. What are you guys bagging on him for? I'm like, well, yeah, he might have had 35, but maybe that 35 was just, you know, inconsequential or was at the end of the game or what, you know what I mean? Just a, a variety of different things. Yeah. Nurk, I didn't feel like made a huge impact on tonight's game. Um, and that needs to change. Like, he needs to play better. Yeah. Overall. Okay. Yes, I don't disagree with you guys. But. However. But. If we give a little bit of a leeway as far as what we're asking of some of the other guys who are stepping up into roles that they're not being asked to do, do we not extend the same compassion to Nurk? He doesn't have the guys out there that he has been running with in that first unit leading all the way up to the start of the season. I agree. Uh, So from a chemistry and communication standpoint, he had more of that locked down with Book Beal KD. Did he though? In the starting. How do you know that? Well, he's just in the preseason. You don't like the preseason. I know that. It's not the same thing. I get that. You don't like it. And I agree. There's a different level in the preseason. Agreed. But in the preseason, when we did see all of them together, Dude was getting almost a triple double at a half. So you you can't you can't completely dismiss that. I I'm think. not going to completely dismiss it, but I also don't think that his role has fundamentally changed all that much in terms of what the Suns are requiring him to do. They still want him to be a facilitator from the center position. They still want him to be effective down low, and and for the most part, that effectiveness down low has not shown up. And tonight against a team that has two average centers, if you want to say that, Stewart's a physical guy, Duran's a, a physical guy. Um, he should have been able to do a lot more down there than he does. And I, that's where my concern is. Yeah. But without the big three, there's a lot less space. The yeah. gravity of those guys is what opens it up. He gets the role. Those were the kind of things that he was doing. You say he's brought in to be a distributor. He had those seven assists. So he was doing that. I, my question is, what do we actually expect from this guy? What are we hoping for because everything we heard was well the passing's a big part of what they brought yeah. him in for. He had two blocks, two steals as well. I get it. He's not putting up massive offensive numbers, but is that what what we're expecting from him? I still don't know what what we should expect from Yusuf Nurk as part of it. I think to answer that question, what you're getting from Nurk is you're going to see it when the big three's out there. It's making their life easy. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about his numbers. It's about, do I make Devin's life easier? Do I make Kevin and B- Brad Beal's life easier? And I think he does. When you put them on the court together, his ability to find cutters, pass, stretch the floor a little bit, and just the IQ of the game, that's where he makes his major impact. And so it's going to look ugly right now. I I, I don't disagree with anybody. I see what Saul's saying. Yeah. You look at this game, mm-hmm. it's not an imp- Like, he, he didn't make an imprint on his game. I think the biggest imprint he made on his game was a couple possessions when things started to get lackadaisical. He was able to get in the post and get to the free throw line or, or cause a foul or get us in the bonus. Those are the little things that I took away from today, but I, it's going it, to, until they get back, it's going to be a little, a little um, weird. Also, like, let, let's just say this too. Uh, I'm not going to have a conversation about Nurkic and talk about DA and what ifs. I'm not doing that. I'm strictly talking about Nurkic as a basketball player on this team right now uh, because I've seen some people talking about, well, you know, we got rid of DA because I'm not talking about fucking DA. I'm talking about Nurkic. I still think that there's a lot to be left, you know, there's a lot to be desired with him. I see. Um, And the spacing-wise, I totally get it, Espo. I I know Booker and Beal provide a different, but it's a different kind of spacing. When you have Grayson Allen, Yuta, 
and and EG along with Kevin Durant. That's four perimeter players. One can make the argument that the gravity of those perimeter players should be almost equal to what Booker and Beal would provide from the perimeter. Now, when you start to factor in the ability to hit the mid-range and drive to the basket and all stuff, Mm -hmm. then you have to move around and and things change for sure. But Nurk should still be as effective right now in terms of download post-play as he is with those guys, and we're not really seeing much of that. But you're not getting the double teams. That's what I was going to say. You double-team KD, you double-team Book. Beal can draw the double-team, which means Nurk gets mismatches. I think that's what they're hoping for. But I think part of it too well, is I mean, the Lakers game they were sending fucking five dudes at him and he still couldn't do shit I, I, I mean <laughs> for me I think this is a case of Eubanks passes the eye test a lot easier than Nurk will because Eubanks is high energy dunks gets up there to, is trying to meet guys at the apex of their jump so visually you go that I see that and Nurk a lot of the things are slow plotting kind of things like that does so, he does he really though Mm-hmm. Like, like Eubanks right now is passing the eye test with this team. That Laker game, dude, no. Eubanks blew that game. No, I, it I was agree. Eubanks I, that blew but I'm that game. in a game like tonight, I think yes. you saw a lot of activity from Eubanks. It's a very visual uh, game he plays where Nurk, there was nothing pretty about yeah, it. Nothing, it. He yeah. just was u- utilitarian with it. I think we just, like, we already knew pretty upfront that there were going to be peaks and valleys when it came to Nurk. And I do think it's fair to ask for a little bit more while Book and Beal are out. But I also think before we fully pass any judgment on Nurk, let's wait and see what he looks like with those guys mm-hmm. um, in that starting unit with him. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we move on, let me remind you guys the pumpkin porter season is just about to wrap up. So make sure you get your hands on some from our friends over at Four Peaks. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events and where you can grab their delicious beer at as well. You can also check them out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. If beer isn't your thing, but you're more of a seltzer person, well, our friends over at Wink have a fantastic CBD THC seltzer that they offer. They are available in either 2.5 milligram or five milligram cans, and you can find Wink right here in Arizona. You can look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Garden, Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. You can also save money online by going to drinkwink.com and using code PHNX for 20% off. That I, is drinkwink.com, code PHNX. You can I drink the, Wink at the Botanical Gardens. Yeah, you can. You I mean, that would probably yeah. be cool. Uh, I thought the Botanical Gardens just got a lot like cooler than I remember. Can I do it now? Yeah. Uh, folks, we have a, a nice a nice little segment for you, so uh, why don't you just go ahead and buckle up and uh, meet me in the boom room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Our man Kevin Ray joining for us from the road. What's going on, K-Ray? How we doing, gang? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What up, K-Ray? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Kevin, what are your overall thoughts on uh, finally getting a dub back in the corner for us? Well, look, I, I thought it was uh, clearly, you know, you, everybody will focus on Kevin Durant's 41 points, but I thought it was the big help they got from Eric Gordon in the first half, especially in that run where they were able to go from a single-digit lead to double digits. And then the, the overall team defense and rebounding, this was a big focal point for the team coming in because Detroit's so big, athletic, long, uh, crashing the glass. And I thought the Suns really set the tone, especially in that first half. And then EJ pointed it out uh, on a number of occasions in the telecast, you know, how, how quick and, you know, speedy this Detroit team is, especially with those youngsters, but how Phoenix was able to kind of turn the tables and use their speed against them. And that's why they were able to get to the foul line as much as they did. And of course it paid off, especially there in the third quarter. How how bad was uh, was our boy Jalen Rose out there? It looked it looked no. bad on TV, but was he as loud as he looked? Uh, I'm not sure if he is uh, you know pitching a job to be on Monty's coaching staff or or what, but uh, I. I'm sure it had to be a little bit almost disconcerting for Pistons players because he was standing up almost the entire game like a coach 
he was talking to our guys. He was talking to their guys. Uh, I'm not sure what that was all about. I'm not sure if those are his season tickets, and that's the case every game. But, goodness, it's going to be a long season if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little chaotic out there. Everyone was asking in the chat, who's a coaching staff? Is he trying to get on, and is he going to get the job or no? <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Listen. It hasn't been exactly the best stretch for the Phoenix Suns, but you're on the road with them right now. They took an L yesterday, got a W today. What's the vibe kind of feeling like as a whole right now? Yeah, I, I think, you know, clearly the, the guys were frustrated by the three straight losses. And, you know, the, the one that, that I'm sure still, you know, sticks in their craws, the one they let get away on Tuesday to San Antonio, um, just a whole kind of different feeling if you don't lose that game. And not to say that they still don't get beat on Thursday, but you you add that now with the injury situation with Book, still no clear timetable on when Brad's going to be coming back. But I thought it was interesting. KD pointed out with Amanda Flugrad in the postgame visit, you know, he said coach challenged him this morning. I mean, because, look, it's early in the season and injuries happen to every team. And you, you can't, you know, drop your shoulders and sulk and feel sorry for yourself. you got to find a way to go out and, and grit away through a win. Now, gritting becomes a little bit easier when you got some dude, number 35, Kevin Durant, on your team. But that being said, you've still got to go out and execute and make it happen. And I thought the Suns executed the game plan and really stayed tied together defensively today, especially in the second half. Hey, last thing uh, before we let you go, K. Ray. Um, the, they look like uh, Stewart and KD might have had some words and kind of talking <laughs> back and forth. And we can't hear because our mics don't pick up. You know what I mean? So, like, what was going on there? Because at one point we could see you and EJ on the TV sitting there just kind of looking like, what's going on over here? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, they, there was it, – it, I think it was Kevin Durant, and this is at least from my vantage point what I could see, it looked like KD – in classic KD fashion, dispensing a little wisdom for the young player. Um, and we pointed it out on the telecast, just saying how, you know, Kev loves the game so much and he's willing to, you know, share intel and information. And I think basically what he was telling, he was kind of breaking the young man down in terms of like why the fouls were being called fouls. And this is what you want to avoid in the future. So, you know, classic KD ambassador for the game. And hopefully the young man was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for popping on with us, K-Way. We really appreciate you. We're uh, excited Absolutely. to have you join us throughout the season on away games. Hey, I love it. And, and uh, always appreciate a shout-out for the Boom Room, and uh, we'll join you guys anytime. <laughs> yeah. Safe travel. You guys, you guys can always check out K-Ray's uh, you know, Breakthrough Chronicles. We have that here now at PHNX as well as his own platforms and, uh, and podcasts. So when we put it out there, please give him a follow and yeah, follow his show. It out. It's pretty dope stuff. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, guys. Take Peace care. Peace out, Kev. See ya. All right, a couple more. Well, we'll do one more super chat, and then that'll lead us into uh, the conversation here. So, Thunder Stan, before you guys answer this, let's look at some stats for tonight's game, okay? Thunder Stan sent us one and said, KD might end up MVP if Book and Beal miss enough games. Hmm. So, tonight, Kevin Durant is, of course, our big, bright, shiny star. He had back-to-back 30-point games. And uh, per Kellen Olsen on Twitter, this is Kevin Durant's first 40-point game in a Suns uniform. Can I do him one better? Okay. Um, this is uh, Kevin Durant now officially passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As into 10th for most 40-point games in NBA history. Can I give you one more? Ooh, I love it. Kevin Durant has scored 40-plus points four straight times against the Detroit Pistons. The longest streak ever against Detroit. Can I give you one more? Yes. Oh. Kevin Durant is still very fucking good. <laughs> Facts. Here we go. I love that. Okay, so back to the question, or the statement, more or less. Uh, if this keeps up, are we going to be having conversations in the near future or are people going to be having conversations in the near future about Kevin Durant and MVP? Um, I don't know. It just depends on their record. I think that's what it's entirely going to be predicated on. Like, you know, if, if he's averaging 34, 35 a game <laughs> and they have a winning record, 
whether Beal or Booker are in there or not, um, then yes, a million percent, especially if you can help them hold water until those guys are healthy and ready to go. And then they become the best team in basketball after that. Well, he's the one that really, yeah. you know, py- piloted that ship and you can't ignore that. So I would say yes. Um, but it, again, just like we said about the losing streak and being two yeah. and four, now three and four, still 75 games left to go. Yes. Yeah. A lot yeah. of basketball left. I do, I do think that if they're, if he's having that type of year and they're in the top four, yeah, yeah, we'll be having that talk. And I think people will revisit the fact that he piloted the ship and, and held it down when these guys weren't there. So it, it, it he's got a shot. It, I, I didn't see this coming, actually. I didn't see him as the guy that hasn't missed a game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's going to come down to, for him and Book, do they play enough games? Because I think both have the firepower yeah. to do it, but will they be on the court enough to qualify with these new rules? That's a that's a good point. See, I didn't think of that either. Like you know how we talk about how people could steal votes from each other. Mm-hmm. Once you're disqualified, there's I mean, no stealing of votes. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is very true. Um, I'm just I am just very thankful that we have Kevin Durant on this squad. Like I know there's been a lot of conversation as of late around him slowing down a beat, if you will, to put it nicely, um, instead of to go crazy on what we've seen on the internet around Kevin Durant. But I think that we all need to just take a second to remind ourselves that Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun, and we haven't gotten to enjoy enough so far because we've been distracted by outside things like the injuries last year, the injuries this year, this, that, and the other. But like, this is a pretty cool thing for us as Suns fans and a guy yeah. who like that, who wanted to come here and play. And I think throughout the rest of the season, if you just give it a little bit of time, it'll become like super freaking fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I will say this about KD. KD's not PKD and he never will be anymore. Like he just isn't going to be the same guy he was at in Golden State, you know, um, he had an excellent start to the year last year. Then he got dinged up with the with the knee. Um, and KD's been a great player. But KD was so good that even if he loses a little bit, he's still better than just about everybody else. And I think that's what we keep we keep overlooking that um, when yeah. we want to try to point to guys that are. And I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be the first one to admit, like Chris Paul, I kind of fell into that same thing. Now Chris Paul had games where you literally would be like, bro, what the hell is going on right now? Like, especially last year. Yeah. But when 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 he was healthy and it mattered, he did show up for the most part in most games. And Kevin Durant, whether you like him or not, is one of the greatest shooters of all time. And when these other two guys do finally come back, it is going to make it a lot easier for KD to be able to do what he does. And I just feel like at that point, you will see peak Kevin Durant because he's never had as many sh- open shots as he, he might at that point. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think my one a point that I, I talked about the other day is I don't think you need peak KD all the time. You just need him in spurts. Yes. Right? And, and, and I think when those two guys come back, he's going to find that lane right in between mm-hmm. where, where he's not showing himself to be 35-year-old KD and he's not 25-year-old KD. He's like right in the middle and that's where he should live. Um, and if you can find a way to get him to get the amount of minutes and rest that he's going to require to have those P games, I think that's the recipe for uh, success going forward. Now, I'm a little worried with the minutes he's playing right now, but hopefully that settles down. Yeah, the third quarter was the closest I think we've seen to peak KD as a, as a son, six, eight, 17 points was doing the little things, had that, uh, that dunk in there as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think we've seen a complete game from KD where you're like, that's, that's that KD. But how can, how can you, you haven't seen anybody around him. He's back to having to carry most of the load. So he's not slowing down. No, I would say he just doesn't make things look as easy right. as they once did. Yeah. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, listen, he's 35. It, in, instead of yeah. like, if somebody's trying to, uh, you know, defend his shot, and before he was up here, maybe now he's a little here, but he still gets the shot off, and he still makes it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to your point, where we've been asking Katie to pretty much carry the load for majority of the season today, somebody else showed up big time to help carry that load alongside him. We talked a little bit in the first segment, but. I think we should give a little bit more love to our guy, Eric Gordon, because...
today were fantastic. <laughs> he is our PHNX factor. Doughboy. <laughs> you got Mitchell's look up. That I didn't know that was that. coming. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> I always look at EG. It reminds me of Boys in the Hood. Like okay. Doughboy. Okay. Like if Ice Cube made it to the NBA, he'd be Aragorn. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I okay. swear. I, I look at him. I'm what? like, man, just take the hair off, man. That's Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. I love it. Oh my it. goodness gracious! Listen, <laughs> I, I don't know about all that, you but Eric Gordon's stats tonight were fantastic. He I had mean, 21 points, eight assists, five rebounds, eight of 14 from the field, 60 percent shooting from deep. I like what we saw from EG tonight. Yeah. He was very aggressive. And uh, I'm sure Kevin Durant appreciated it a lot as well. I definitely thought you were going to say bros got to eat too. <laughs> but, should, but substitute bros with another word. So. Yeah. I, I like that he did it all in 31 minutes too. Like we talked about, he did a lot of this early in the game, which I think set the tone uh, for them for sure. So yeah, all around great game after, you know, a couple, a couple that were not exactly uh, spectacular yeah. from Eric Gordon, at least uh, from a shooting percentage standpoint. But this is this is kind of what you expect. But usually you expect that this will come from the bench, uh, not in a starting. Role, Everybody's so. startled by that by that little snippet of X. What? Uh, like everybody's like, wait, what? They thought like maybe something glitched on the channel or something like that. No, we that's we get put that much of a song in there, and we did it. So. Oh my god! I mean, I didn't know. It was, it was coming <laughs> either, no so it was a surprise yeah. to me, e too. EG's important to this team, yes. and and we saw it yesterday. Like, the difference between yesterday and today mm -hmm. is Eric Gordon making shots. And, I mean, I, I hate to be that simple about it, but on nights where EG steps up and can be an actual number two to KD, they're going to have a shot to win because you're not going to play the Sixers every night. Yeah, You're not going to play the Lakers every night. You're going to play the Pistons. There's going to be some teams that you should – you're significantly better than, and when EG can be the second guy, you shouldn't have much of a problem. I think that's the brightest spot to me too looking at this team and where they've been is – Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen slot as your sixth and seventh guy yeah. when Booker and Beal come back. So all of a sudden that bench, you go, well, shit, there's some Not scoring there. Yeah, yeah, that ain't that ain't a bad uh, duo to have coming in after you've had Devin Booker and Bradley Beal out there as well. So. Right. As a Tucson native, you can never have too many EGs. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> good one <laughs> if you know you know uh i like the comment that jeff made in the chat said and he got teed up for nothing i agree jeff i was a little bit annoyed uh with that whistle that eg got I me mean, you i'm sorry what are we the nfl you're not allowed to have a single ounce of emotion anymore right. like he can be a little frustrated unless he said something egregious when he smacked his hands I call BS on that team. But that's the thing. We didn't have the the front view of what he said. He was looking at the ref, and he slammed the court. He could have said something, but I think I slamming mean, the court shouldn't be a technical. Slamming like, the court should not no. be a tech, in my opinion. Nope. I think those whistles got a little bit quick there in the fourth quarter, except for when Jordan Goodwin took an <laughs> elbow to the face. That one seemed a little bit slower. I think some of those flagrant fouls probably worried him a little bit, too. Got to keep this from getting out of hand, you know, so... I mean, the court was the court was going to start a fight with Eric Gordon. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I got a conspiracy theory about Monty's tech. <clears throat> he had to get that damn tech. He, he went to the ref. He goes, "TV up, please. TV up on purpose, please. Man. TV up. Come on, man. I hear all the talk. My man got one in three and a half minutes. Man, I can't get out of this game without Dear tech. sir, may I have a technical? Yeah, yeah I, I think he begged for that one. What? <laughs> what? What was that? Oh, that was for Nate Dunn. Oh. He said EG versus OGs. Saul, I said, uh, put those two together. Oh, there you go. That's where you were going with that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. What? Okay. I don't know what's happening. Grinding to a halt. Always fun on Sorry, the show. Guys, Lindsay? So. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't know what was going on with any of the shenanigans that were happening on this one. Uh, we got a couple of super chats we'll read here. Go to Tech Review. Sent us one. Said zero team fouls in the third quarter. Hmm. Solid defense. I give that a 10 out of 10 tech reviews. Thank yeah, you. 10 that's, out that's of fantastic. 10. Uh, Frank sent us one. Espo, I believe this one is for you from Frank. Oh, I ain't saying that. Okay, I'll they're read three, it. They're three and four. I'll I ain't saying that. I'll read it, but we're not going to chant or yell <laughs> it, okay, Frank? But we appreciate you and your super chat. Frank said the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it. Uh, 
I will. You can tell Jalen Rose to suck it, but I will not be saying the first portion until they're well above <laughs> 500. Thank you very much. I mean, I would actually prefer you not say it until we actually have maybe just a don't say it ever. It. <laughs> until midseason tournament, you got it, my friend. <laughs> season, baby. I'll take it. Uh, Slith Lord, Sith, Sith Lord sent us one. Thank you for yours. Going back to Kevin Durant conversation said, I think he only looks 35 because none of his shots are really open looks. Everything has been contested all season. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's still able to put up 41 points, 30 points back to back nights is pretty impressive considering that and his age combined together. Mm -hmm. And it's just as impressive as our friends over at Empire Today and the flooring that they can put in your home. Absolutely beautiful. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guaranteed. And the most impressive part is that you can go to empiretoday.com slash phnx, and you can use their floor visualizer to see exactly what the floor is going to look like in your home. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code P-H-N-X. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash phnx for details. Also, tonight's game, today's game, whatever you want to call it, was on Arizona's Family Sports. And Wednesday's game, the next Suns game, will also be on Arizona's Family Sports. If you haven't gotten yourself an antenna yet, you absolutely should. There are many options available at local retailers or online. They've got indoor antennas, outdoor antennas, everything you need. And wherever you live in Arizona, you can visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona's Family Sports. What's up, Espo? You look like you had something you wanted to say. Oh, I was just going to say, every time I hear that Empire ad, I can't be the only one that wants to sing the jingle, right? Sing it. You can sing it. Empire today. Hey, <laughs> not too bad. Don't All right. Day, I don't know if the phone number is still the same, so I don't want to sing the phone I, number. That's a good question. So. I have no idea. So I know we gave out a couple flowers in the first segment, but I would like to give out a few more um, to some guys tonight. I don't think we've brought up Josh Okoge just yet. Mm-hmm. And I know Josh Okoge kind of, um, lost a step there after the first few games of the season. Cough, cough. It was Jacob's fault. He jinxed him. Uh, but I feel like Josh Okogi was also really important in that second quarter with Eric Gordon. Obviously, EG led the way, but Josh Okogi was right behind him to pick up some of the slack as well. You can never doubt his effort. Um, I still don't like the fact that he's not. Listen, I don't honestly, there is such thing as. Uh, bad offense when you don't take the open shot, even if, you know, percentage-wise, you're not going to make it. He's had multiple opportunities on the perimeter to just catch and shoot, and he's very hesitant right now to do that because he hasn't been knocking down the three, Mm -hmm. especially not from the corner. So he's been driving, and there's been a couple times where he's gotten out of control or lost the ball or tried to make too much happen at one given time. So I'd like to see that... Uh, I'd like to see that change. But on the, the counterpoint to that is his energy and effort is always A+. Plus, and he always gives you multiple opportunities, more possessions, and it pays off. And his effort in that second quarter um, really, really kind of – it looked like, you know, I was saying I, w- I would really much – I would really value having a 10-plus point lead or game for this whole time. Um, his His – Effort was the reason why they were finally able to get above 10 points, kind of maintain that all the way through. Yeah, and I love his ability to get the rebound. He always has a nose for the boards. He had seven tonight uh, and four of them offensively. Uh, Second chance points are always Mm -hmm. such a big deal. Uh, in hoops, and he always seems to be able to do that. Him and Jordan Goodwin are really good on the boards. Goodwin also had seven. They're they're much more alike than I actually thought until you see them both play uh, out there, uh, both can struggle offensively, but they are always out there working their ass off uh, on the defensive end and on the boards, especially for two guys that are six four. It's pretty yeah. impressive. I, I I think they play great today. I mean, the, the stats aren't going to show it, but there was just so many times where they got their hands in lanes, tip a ball, tip a ball out to uh, to, to maintain possession, got in there and fought uh, on the glass and, and helped somebody else get a rebound. So uh, Goodwin and Okogi played terrific, I thought, today. They were like the unsung heroes. And, again, it won't show in the box score, but those guys play hard. I know Goodwin was rough in the first quarter, <clears throat> yeah. the first half, um, turnovers, 
not really having command of anything, um, trying to make too much happen all at once. Yeah. Um, but in that second half, I think that's where you can start start to see the maturity mm-hmm. of a player like that. I really thought that he settled down. He made way more of an impact defensively. Um, and then he was finally able to get a couple threes to go down, which I know boosted his confidence because he was not, I think he was shooting 23% from three mm-hmm. before today. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just need, you need a little bit. You know, It's kind of like what Eddie said about KD. KD was struggling too. He, he had missed like seven straight shots. Finally, he got one to go down at, at the mid-range, and then it just kind of took off from there. Yep. That's the same thing with some of these young guys, you know, and Josh Kuki is not an exception either. Um, sometimes they just need to see one go down to feel good about themselves, and it really translates everywhere else in their game. Right. And I also think with Jordan Goodwin as well, like I know we've talked about this plenty of times, but just another reminder, like we're asking him to do a lot more than what he's going yeah. to be doing in a normal situation. So because we're asking him to do that much, we have to give him some time to find comfortability within that yeah. as well. And I think he's starting to, to find it a little bit. It's it's all a process. Yeah, it is. Tonight he hit those two big threes that Saul's talking about. Mm-hmm. The the thing that jumped out at me was the, the, the score of the game when he shot those threes. These guys are, are more comfortable when they have leeway. Mm-hmm. When it's a tight game... You know, you're going to see Josh Okogie pass that up because it's a closer yeah. game. You're going to see Jordan Goodwin maybe not feel so confident in taking that shot. And that's the learning process. Right now, they had a little bit of lead, so they felt more comfortable. They let it ride. Well, I, that, I, would, I would probably disagree with you on the first Goodwin three because okay. the, the Pistons were making a run. I think they, 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 they got it down I think it was like five or seven oh run right there. Yeah. And KD or somebody had passed the ball out to Goodwin and we were like, oh shit, you know, is this the shot we want? And he was able to knock that down. And it seemed like at that point everything just kind of calmed down. Yeah, I agree. And everybody started playing better and, and it was yeah, cool. So I agree. Um but I do agree mo- for the for the most part. Like I mean that's listen, that's that's what makes superstars superstars. When it gets tight, when it gets clutch, like what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like you gotta Sometimes it's hard to tell yourself a good shot in the first quarter is not the same thing in the fourth quarter. Um, right. I mean, I think players tell themselves that. But yeah. sometimes, listen, if you're wide open, you're wide open. And you got to put that on the coach to have you in there um, in those key uh, moments if if you're not ready to be able to perform. You shouldn't be in there in the fourth quarter if you can't perform. Facts. You're in there for a reason. Shoot the ball. That's what I want to save to Utah. It's like, yeah. man, shit. If you'd have passed up an open shot and I was the coach, I'd be like, eh, guess you don't want to play, huh? We're giving you open shots. Shoot the fucking ball. Did you I think it's a great point. 20 minutes, four shots. Yeah, see, that's you not gotta it. got to shoot the ball. Did y'all see that viral uh, video that came out of, of Brown, Sacramento's coach, uh, Mike Brown? Going crazy. Going crazy at, 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 at uh, Monk. Malik Monk? Yeah. Exactly, to your point. Like, when, when the guy's open – you got to shoot the damn ball if you're in the fourth quarter, man. You in the game for a reason. So well, I, I think agree. sometimes players confuse if I make it, it's a good shot versus is it a good shot? No. Through the context of basketball, if if things happen and you are put in a position to be wide open, like you got to shoot the ball. Shoot you're it. a basketball player. You got to shoot the ball. Um, now, you don't want Dennis Rodman chucking up threes. <laughs> Dennis, we get that. Or, or Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, or Yusuf <laughs> <laughs> But you for the most part. one today. He did. He what? He, there was one today where up, he was yes. like, eh, "Just kidding, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna pass the ball." Well, I know I was, I was fighting for my life on this bet, <laughs> and when he pulled up from three, I knew he was missing. Now I was like, "We good, baby, we good." Uh, I've never, I've never cheered so hard for you, some Durgan to shoot a three. <laughs> All right, two more super chats, real quick. Thunderstand, thank you for yours. Said, I'm hoping our bench is going to be relieved when they're going up against second units. Our bench almost had 40 points tonight. Good stuff from our third string. Yeah, it's going to look a lot different. It definitely will look a lot different when we have our big three all back and everyone in their correct roles. Jacob also sent us one and said, EG or GA off bench to run offense right now? Question mark. Would you move Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen to coming off the bench in the absence of no. Bradley Beal and Booker? Would you keep it as is? Keep I think it it's is. tough. But if Jordan Goodwin had shown that he could actually distribute, you know, and wasn't having those issues, maybe you consider it. But you can't. You give KD as much help offensively as you can in that starting unit, and yeah. and you know, Eric Gordon has shown the ability to pass it. So is Grayson. I don't think you can do it. And y'all got to stop with the Saban Lee stuff. Oh like, yes, please. Like, oh, I've never met him. I've never seen a player 
that loves his shot more than Saban Lee does. <laughs> Saban Lee is shooting it. Saban Lee is the one coming down with it. Saban Lee is the one dribbling it. Saban Lee is the one running this shit. <laughs> is this I just love, Corona hate? Listen, <laughs> Saban is a fantastic person, okay? And I'm rooting for Saban. I he do is. think, though, Saul, you are absolutely correct. He is a shoot first point guard, and I don't <laughs> think that that is what we need currently. I swear. I, I think we stick I'm, with what we got for right I, now. Maybe Saban can get a little bit more reps in practice and things like that. And at some point in time, but not right now. All I hear mm. in my head is the the dad off of Hoop Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Let it rain. Let it rain. it rain. Let it rain. <laughs> I'm rooting for Saban always. I'm also rooting for him to pass the damn ball. Yes. Every now and then. Yes. That'd be my, loud, my loudest ovation. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's look at our bets that we made from pregame. We did have some winners tonight. Surprise, surprise. Yes. It wasn't me and it wasn't Saul. But the two of you, Flex and Espo. I won in the first eight seconds. Look at you guys. You go. did. I, I, I won in the first eight seconds. I had the first bucket under 17.5 seconds. It was scored in eight. So I won 32 and some change uh, tonight. So uh, I'll take it. And Flex, you just took the money. Man, line. I just took the money. Line. I told y'all, I just want a dub. I mean, I don't care if I want sixty cents. That's I mean, smart. It's about what you want. Look I mean, at what we got on the leaderboard right now. You just added a little bit more money to your pocket. Yeah, that, it didn't count, especially when so, Big Saul's down seventy. You hear, <laughs> you hear those footsteps in the far distance? No, that's me. No, 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 it's a very far distance. That's, that's not the far distance. That's like the the the, the beyond the realm. So Saul <laughs> is a guy at negative seventy. Oh yeah, because I know myself. Espo's minus twenty-seven fifty. Oh, Liz, how'd you get down to zero? Oh, because I won my first bet, the very first game of the season. Ooh. Who's coming to join? And I've lost every bet since then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flex, though, he's at a plus 47.45. So. Oh, my God. This is depressing. I need to win hell. on Wednesday. Co really between us four, we have a combined <laughs> minus. <laughs> we, we got no minus dollars and fifty cents combined. Oh, man. Or five cents, I should say. Oh, jeez. Ooh, it's brutal, you guys. I can't wait to see deal. Lindsay's turn orange next week. It's not going to turn orange next Wednesday. week. Don't worry, we're going to get a W. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to play the disclaimer every time we show that graphic. If you guys yeah. want to get in on the action, listen, you don't have to make the bets that we choose. You might be better at this than we are. But right now with BetMGM, you're going to win either way. Because if you sign up for BetMGM using that bonus code PHNX and you place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager... Through the BetMGM Sportsbook app of at least $10, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So that's where the win-win comes in. You can check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Screw you, Ontario. <laughs> Blessings. Also, if you love uh, coupon codes and you love getting a discount on things, OGs, finally, they've got us hooked up with one, you guys. This is legit. Who doesn't? Especially with the holidays, That's you're such always an old lady thing to say. I mean, our demographic is 18 to 34 year old young males. No, it's for the most part, that's our dominant do demographic. I can guarantee you, all but zero of them have cut a coupon ever in their life. Hey, Sonny, do you like cutting codes. coupons? I didn't ask you to cut it out of anything. It's a code. Did you get the Sunday paper? <laughs> Click that coupon. No coupon you know in what? there. Fine. You don't deserve it. None of you get it anymore. Oh man, no I don't more, think that's no your choice. <laughs> I believe it's required to share. <laughs> Fine. Our friends over OGs gave you guys a coupon, even though you don't deserve it. They're just so nice that they'll give it to you anyway, regardless of how good or bad you've been this year. <laughs> just go to zenleafdispensaries.com, find your closest location, order your favorite OGs gummy for pickup, enter discount code PHNX at checkout. This deal is exclusive for our PHNX listeners, regardless if you're good or bad. And a reminder, it's only available online and for pickup orders as well. The discount code again, 
PHNX, it's active until November 30th, and it's 25% off, you guys. If Lindsay had some OGs, she would have thought this whole thing was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I need to use my own little coupon code go. or something like that. Let's I cut don't it know. out. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, a few more super chats here. Andrew sent us one and said, I want to congratulate Phoenix Rising Soccer Club making it to the finals last Saturday night. It was a crazy game after D-backs did. Katie carrying us again. Yes. Yeah. 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 Rising Let's in, the, go. in the championship game. Let's go. We want the cup. Yes. Let's go. Exciting times. Andrew also sent us a one and said, think my super chat is missed, but here's another one. I'm sorry, Andrew. I promise I was <laughs> going to get to it. Lindsay likes to wait all the way to the end. <laughs> I just space them out a little bit. That's all. Lindsay know. likes that double money. Just yeah. give people a key. No, no. You see it? No. How about now? <laughs> yeah. And then Adrian sent us one as well. Thank you, Adrian. Said, bruh, counting down the days until we get the big three together. What a win. Big so, win. Yep. I think we should maybe recap that a little bit. We did talk a lot about it in the pregame show, but I have had a few people in the chat ask kind of if there's any updates or any timelines. So from Devin's side of things, I don't think we have a timeline um, just yet, but basically it went from the toe to the ankle on the left leg, and now it's a right calf sprain. Strain? Strain. Strain that he was dealing with. And what had happened was yesterday... Before the game, he had full intentions of playing today, but then they decided to get an MRI done, and that MRI showed that he was dealing with that. So that's why he did not play into uh, in today's game. But we'll keep you posted on what we yeah. hear. We do have two days off until the next game, so that's good to give both him and Bradley Beal a few extra days of rest. As far as Bradley Beal goes... Uh, Flex, you've been telling us potentially Wednesday. Yeah. And then Frank Vogel also said that today as well in his pregame presser that they're aiming for Wednesday. Just kind of one of those things. He had a really uh, heavy workout, I think, before Saturday's game Yeah, uh, to test out his body. And he responded pretty well to it so far. Yeah. So fingers crossed his body continues to respond well and we get to see him on Wednesday. Yeah, I think yeah. it helps too. They f- have a couple days there in Chicago, yeah. and so not a plane flight right into a game. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that'll help too. Yeah, they can just go dip Booker into uh, Lake Michigan, and hopefully that'll <laughs> cool off whatever ails his calf. Uh, because honestly, like I, I, I'm a little hot about this whole situation. We talked about this in the in the pregame, but Devin Booker's got to be better. He's got to be better overall about taking care of his body. Um, to come back against a useless San Antonio Spurs game in in game number five of the season um, was kind of outrageous. Uh, and the the whole goal of this is to get to the end. It's not to uh, you know get vengeance on a team that that barely beat you the night before. Like it doesn't make any sense. He's got to be more responsible. And honestly, the Suns at this point, I would be shocked if they don't use this. And the hamstring injury from um, Christmas last year. Groin. A, a, a groin, sorry. Yeah, groin yeah. against him last year. Uh, kind yeah. of against Devin Booker from this point forward and say, listen, man, we've given you the opportunity to to fight, to be in these games, and then every single time it happens, it gets worse right after. We got to stop doing that. There's a reason why there's a ramp-up period. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your organization um, to be able to be healthy and play at a high level. And if you can do that for one game and then you're gone for the next couple weeks – that's irrelevant to us. You got to be here for the long haul. Devin Booker's got to be better. Um, and hopefully this is the last time we have to deal with this when he comes back. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I can't I can't disagree with you, man. I, I mean, it's one of those things where he wanted to play Thursday. The ankle's okay, but, you know, he was slightly overcompensating. And now we got a little bit of a strain on the calf. I, I do want to warn people we don't have a timeline and we we don't know what this looks like in the next couple days we'll know more these strains can come and go i've seen people come back from strains in three days so we we don't know what it is yet uh let's just pump our brakes a little bit and let's see what happens in the next 48 hours and and then we'll give you all what we get on on tuesday we should have a good up yes and we have we all collectively and i'm lumping all of you in this because you don't have an option i'm deciding for us we're all collectively agreeing right now that no matter what we hear from a devon injury update standpoint that we're just gonna chill for however long he needs so 
We're not adding to the stress of him being like, I want to get back. I want to get back. I want to get back. We should all just tweet it. Take your time, Devin. <laughs> Devin, it's all good. Take your time. March Take sounds your time, good. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. We know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. We're all agreeing to that, okay? Yeah, I okay. agree. Deal. Deal. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, we've gotten quite a few uh, comments from Tommy in the chat. Tommy is unsure about the lack of point guards on this sun squad i know we've discussed this quite a few times but are you guys feeling any type of way still about that or are you okay not yet i have zero concerns yeah i'm i'm i can't until we see these guys i'm confident with what book can do at the point guard position i'm confident in brad's ability to do it too and i'm Confident in what we could see from KD and the guys. So, no, I'm not worried. Not yet. It's, it's too early. Talk to me in game 30, and I'll be able to answer that. I'm not worried, but I, I would like them to still cut down on the turnovers. Another 18 <laughs> today. They're averaging 17 and a half going into yesterday's game. Only had 10 there, but uh, I'd like to see that cut down. But overall, no. I Devin Booker, in the two games he has played, proved that he can run that offense. We saw it at the uh, at the end of the game. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, that he can he can run that. He can calm things down. I don't have an issue with it once they're healthy, but I do want to see those turnovers cut down before uh, you know before he's back. Yeah, and then a couple more things from the chat. Nate said, "Keep that Achilles healthy, please," Ooh. with a prayer emoji. Jacob said, Katie better talk to Booker about coming back early from a calf injury, just saying. And these are all things that Saul, you brought up in the pregame show as well. Like, it's not worth it to rush back from something that could potentially lead to something even worse. Like, at Mm -hmm. this point in time, it's just one of those things where you just got to do what you got to do. You got to put your head down, let your body heal. Uh, Triple B said, just goes to show you that he wants to play as bad as Suns fans want him to play. And that is absolutely true. But yeah. right now he needs to be saved from himself. You make a great point. Saul made a great point. Even you mentioned it earlier. Cavs ain't nothing to mess with. Right? You take your time. We need to have the same type of feelings with Brad Beal. Mm-hmm. Like backs ain't nothing to mess with neither. This is yeah. true. And so the same way we're going to get booked that time to rest and get right on this calf, have the same courtesy for Brad Beal. If he's not back Wednesday, don't trip. Neither one of these injuries are something to mess with. They're both mild right now, and we should be okay, but we don't want it to become an avalanche. Yes, that's the plan. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Uh, Just a reminder, special episode tomorrow at 3 p.m. with a very special guest from our past. So uh, so Saul and I will be here at 3 p.m. for you tomorrow. Don't miss out on that. Also, uh, you know, obviously in the pregame we talked about this, but – it's very important that you guys come to this takeover because it's awesome and it's going to be a fun time uh, in a week and a half. Ten days. Yeah. yeah ten days. Exactly. Ten days. Yeah. We are going to be having our first official takeover of the 2023-24 NBA season. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. So come watch Ant because he's been balling his Ooh, ass off. man. Um, so that should be a fun game. Hopefully we'll have Beal, maybe even Beal and Book back. Um, so it should be awesome. Uh, we have a great time at the Desmond, which is only one block from the arena. So we eat, we drink, we bullshit, we have a great time. Then we walk down and we go sit in a lower level seat to watch our favorite team. And it's so going to be fantastic. Us. Also, I'm going to put this out there too, because last year we did hear this uh, quite a few times. There were people who would come solo and they were like, I was a little bit unsure. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to put yourself out there to come to an event solo. But I will tell you this, our group of diehards, the people who we know who have already bought the season pass for all of our takeovers, absolutely phenomenal people. They will literally bring you in to the circle like that because you're already a part of the circle. So if you're feeling any type of way about that, don't. It's going to be a blast. Come hang out with us. We're all going to be there as well. So uh, go to gophnx.com to get your ticket today. And also, like, we're friendly. You're like, never we're, alone. I'm we're not. always there. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, just stay away from Lindsay. <laughs> Saul and I will talk to you. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we 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 love. We haven't seen how Flex acts at one of these yet, I but mean, we'll Flex find is out. Pretty friendly. Flex is like, I'm the most friendly. I hug everybody. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Flex. Okay, <laughs> so we're playing. We're we're doing poker with Eddie Johnson's charity thing, right? And Flex loses. And I'm at a table, and I think there's like six tables left, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Flex is going to leap. But Flex meets somebody, and they start talking, and I'm still playing. 
And then we're down to five tables, down to four, down to three. Then we get down to the final two. Flex is still talking to this <laughs> this person for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, just because he was like, well, I'm going to wait for my guy to finish. Yeah. Like that's the type of person this dude is. Yeah. Like he could talk to anybody forever. And then he makes <laughs> these great relationships and has friends for life off of just moments like it's just the most <laughs> unbelievable thing i've ever seen so you won't be disappointed when you meet this man he, in he told me he only waited for the white castle burgers he said no free ads sorry I just <laughs> yeah, done yeah. It. it'll be a blast all right guys as espo mentioned 3 p.m tomorrow special episode then tuesday 3 p.m as well so plan to come hang out with us for those two shows before we have another game on Wednesday. Hello. What? Is it Lindsay will spray you with water like a person <laughs> with a cat? I mean, I might. Pretty accurate. But, it'll, water bottles. but it'll be fun. <laughs> I'll have a good time. You should have a good time. Like, it'll be great. It'll be good. I can't wait. <laughs> Nate. Nate it's true. I met Flex once and now he's my kid's godfather. Loki, no. Loki that wouldn't shock me at all. No, he no. really wouldn't. Really would. If I had a kid and I was like, Flex, my kid doesn't have a godfather. Will you do it? He'd be like, yeah, sure. Why of not? Course. What do you need me to do? Flex a lot of kids. Flex a lot of kids, of course. Okay, guys. We're going to uh, go ahead and get out of here. You Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at <laughs> Nice underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Jalen Rose, I'm sorry you're unemployed, but you still can suck it. Oh, oh my boy. <laughs>